Welcome to On the Record, the internal podcast series of Axel Springer. Today, I'm very happy to welcome Ait Wonka, CEO of Aviv. Welcome. Thanks, Adip, and thanks for having me. It's great to have you, and it's always great to have people beside Matthias, who we get to talk to on a regular basis here, but it's always exciting to hear from the different businesses. And let's dive right in. Ait, tell us about Aviv. Who are you? What do you do? And where are you going to take this business? So we're a group of real estate portals. So in Germany, that would be Immobelt. You have Sologia in France. We have in Belgium and we have Yachtstein in Israel. So we publish real estate listings on the website that people can find objects if they want to buy one. Originally, this was a group of independent companies in all the different countries. And what we did uh, last year is bring them all together in one powerhouse, real estate tech powerhouse. So it's one company now that is called Aviv. The brands are still alive, the respective brands in the countries, um, but one company that is moving us forward. So what's the idea? Like, What's your strategy? And today, actually, as we record this, there was a supervisory board meeting where you yes. had a slot and without telling us any secrets, tell us what's the strategy of Aviv? So the first thing what we see in real estate is there's still a lot of things to fix, right? It's still a very cumbersome process. And maybe I'll take a, a bit of sidestep here. And I think most people have some experience with it. I personally lived in 10 countries, right? And I moved more than 20 times. And every time it's the same thing. I rent it, I bought something, I sell something, I, I rented out something. And always the same questions come up. And now since I joined real estate, actually a lot of friends and acquaintances, they call me up and say, hey, is it right time to sell? What's the right price? Do I need a real estate agent? And this is actually amazing, right? So there's millions of people every year for probably the last 100 years that go through the same problems. Right? And it doesn't need to be so complicated. And that's actually what we're after with the Aviv strategy is to make this whole process, to simplify it, take the friction out, digitize most of these steps. That's what we're doing. And the reason we brought the companies together is because, yes, you could do that country by country, fixing all the same processes. But that's, of course, very expensive and actually for smaller companies, impossible to pull off. Mm -hmm. So we put everyone together, all our product and tech, all our engineers together to go after this, to go to fix all these problems in real estate with some first successes. And that's what I showed indeed the supervisory board, which they liked a lot, of course. <laughs> I'm sure they did. So, but that sounds like a pretty serious transformation. So, yeah. you know, a lot of companies probably all with their own, you know, small little culture, so to speak, and probably more national. And now this sounds like a European organization from very different locations. How do you see the transformation? Where are you in that process? Yes, spot on. Of course, it's not as easy as it might sound, bringing different company cultures together, but also bringing different country cultures together. So that's, it's actually behind us. That's what we did last year. So it was a very heavy lift for the whole organization to build this one company. And now you have indeed teams that used to focus on their country. They're now building European solutions, European products. And that's Germans working with French, working with the French and the Belgians all together. So it's become also in a very short time frame, a very international feeling within the company. And for all these employees from Aviv that are listening now, a big thank you for going through that enormous transformation. So it was really a big, complicated exercise. It's never easy, right? And it's never perfect, such a transformation. But that's behind us. And now it's really focused this year, the next coming years, on executing, building new products and bringing those to market. So 
what are the products that we should expect? So you talked about simplifying the real estate buying and selling process. Yeah. What does that mean? Like, what are you guys working on? I'll give one example, and there's hundreds, right? But I'll give one example. When you want to sell your property, the first question that comes up, what's the right price? So how do you normally do that? Well, you have to look for an expert or maybe a real estate agent. They do some estimations. It's already cumbersome, right? Because you've never done that before. Most people sell maybe once in their life, right? So we've built, um, this was built in France in an estimator, which is quite precise. I think we're at plus minus 4% correctness in estimating the value of the property. So you can put in your address, how does the property look like, how old is it, etc. And we give a very accurate price, the price what is worth today, because prices changes over time, of course. So that's one example where in a couple of clicks, you can get the price of your property, where you used to have to pay a lot of money and get somebody in your place. And there's many, many of these products that we have in the pipeline to facilitate that transaction. Interesting. So with Aviv growing together from all these different organizations, what is the attraction of working for Aviv? I mean, you're part of Axel Springer and we value not only the overall culture, but we value the culture of cultures yeah. within Axel Springer. What is the culture of Aviv yeah. that should sort of be interesting to people? And I'd say that is still work in progress because you don't build a culture overnight. But indeed, so what we're actually doing is picking the best or what we've seen in all the companies, right? So there is certain company cultures in each of these companies in Germany, Belgium, Israel, France. But we're introducing new ways of working together that will over time become the Aviv way of working. Now, what I think is interesting for people, and I hear that that was just in Nuremberg in our office, Yesterday, people joining, they're joining because this is one of the most exciting things going on in tech, in the internet, right now in Europe. And you're joining a European adventure, right? Revolutionizing this industry. And I think that is what people are joining for, to work with other culture, to work with other countries, right? So yeah, I'm personally very much enjoying that as well, because for me, there's actually nothing more exciting going on right now in Europe in tech. And so you've been CEO since when exactly, just for the benefit of our listeners? Yeah, it's just over two years now, January 21st, I started. And what's your favorite experience of what you just described of what Aviv is over the period that you've already served as CEO? Yes. Oh, I have a lot of, a lot of nice moments. I'll tell you one from this week. So I met a real estate agent, a German real estate agent. And you have to understand a bit the context here. So we provide a good service for real estate agents. They can publish on our websites and that gives them leads, people that are interested in buying. But it's a bit a love and hate relationship because they have to pay us money. They would like to have that for free. That's of course not, not the case. But this real estate agent two days ago told me, and it's one of the products that we put live on a European level. So our first, one of the first pan-European products that we built. And this person said, I love this product. And I think that's kind of ultimately, and there's so many more in the pipeline that we're building. When people love your product, then you know you're on the right track. So that's something really motivating for me if I see that happen. And that's, just, of course, with a lot of work behind the scenes from all the, all the people in all the countries. So we've heard on this podcast, Matthias, when he sort of describes the future strategy and you know, corporate direction development of Axel Springer, always mention Aviv in coordinates with, for example, StepStone as one of the businesses within what we 
you know, called the classifieds business that are potentially at some point in time, maybe even more independent than they are now without talking about, you know, in detail on this podcast today. As of today, what do you think the value is of the setup that you see for Aviv within Axel Springer? And so the second question is, do you think over time more independence will help Aviv grow even further? Good question. There's a lot of transformation, requires a lot of investment and patience. Imagine if we were a public company, it would be impossible to pull off what we are pulling off because right. the street would not have patience or not understand it would be too much work. So they we would have, look at the quarterly results. Exactly. Yes. And that is something what we have at Axel Spring of an owner of Aviv. Axel Spring makes that possible to go through that transformation. Right. And I feel very supported by the people of Axel Spring here to make that happen. Now, if you ask me, what does the future look like once this transformation is over and we still have two, three years of work to do here in terms of building new services and building that platform, the European platform. After that, probably what's the next level of growth? We're probably going to have require again, capital to expand geographically, et cetera. And that might be the right time maybe to invite other investors to keep funding the next wave of growth. So that's how I look at it. So I don't think anything's going to change the next two years or so. But after that, we might be inviting other investors into the company. Final question that may go a little bit more towards the macro picture, because right now or over the last several months, we've seen real estate, at least in the perception of the broader economy, take at least a dent, yep. given interest rate environment and energy prices and resources, etc. Do you see that within the business today? Or, or how big of a dent are we seeing in the real estate market in Europe? So absolutely, there's, of course, the microeconomic environment is not good for the real estate industry. So we even expect, especially the effect on mortgage rates, it makes it very expensive now to buy something in our whole footprint. In Germany and France, it's everywhere the same thing. So that is slowing down. So we do expect that there will be between 20 and 30% less transactions this year versus last year. That's quite a dent mm -hmm. in the market. Now, the effect on our business, though, we, despite this fact, we expect growth. Because the agents in such environment, they still need to find people to buy the properties, right? Despite it be having become more expensive. And that's where our services come in. So we are actually more in demand than we were in a good market. Mm -hmm. right? So I do expect that we will come out of this year with good growth, just like we did last year. I would say it's kind of not a bad thing for us. Right. Or something that we're able to navigate, so to speak, in, you know, if I can use my communications hat for a yeah. second. And medium term, how does the real estate market develop? Is it going to be a dent or is it like a more long-term, you know, yeah. structural decline? Yes. Now we're going into the, the weeds of the real estate industry here a bit, but let me try to explain. So there's indeed a slowdown in transactions because people cannot buy. It's too expensive. Now, on the other hand, there's a structural issue in Europe, especially in Germany, actually, with a lack of units. So there is not a lot to say, and that is still underlying. So in Germany, for example, we miss, in the meantime, more than a million units. And every year, there's about 400,000 units extra missing because we're not building enough. We're not building enough. So yes, there's not enough buyers, maybe momentarily, 
But I do expect that the prices will adapt. And we see that a little bit happening in Germany as well. So there will be a rebalance over the next 12 months. It won't be one day to another. But over the next months, a rebalance of the prices. Prices will come down. People will start buying again. And the transactions will flow again. They have to flow. Mm-hmm. Because there's all kinds of reasons. People, it's not the economy that's dictating whether a transaction needs to happen, right? People get married, babies come into the world, families get smaller, right? So people need to move. So that, you know, structural limitation of available living spaces, that is a pan-European yep. issue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Ait, we'd love to have you back soon. It was uh, amazing to. to have you. Thank you so much for your time. And good luck with Aviv and say hello to all of the locations that you go to. I will. Thanks, Adib. Thanks Thank for you. having me. Thank you. <laughs>